0: Hello and welcome back to Fan Critical. Yes, we're back. It's, uh, it's been a few weeks because we decided um, that we deserved a little mini break after the very, very sort of strenuous workload covering House of the Dragon. For you, lovely listeners, it was, you know, two episodes a week and it was a lot, all the research, all that jazz went into it. And mm. um, yeah, we thought, just have a little break. When we do a big show like this, it's nice to just step back, um, you know, digest what we've just watched, and then come back with reviews of other things. Uh, and today, joining me uh, for this very normal podcast covering a film is John. Hello, John. Hello, Len. Um, how are you? You Hello. good? Yeah, good mate i feel well rested for podcasting because i was mm. a little bit burnt out by the end of uh house of the dragon i mean it was getting up at well, i don't know four thirty a.m every week uh bearing in mind juggling <laughs> now being a, a parent and actually having to travel into the office and then stuff it was it was it was it was a slog mm. a lovely slog and i enjoyed every minute of it but it was nice to get some uh weeks where i could just sleep and now Recording at such a lovely time, yeah, for me, good, lovely. Yeah, I you know, can really enjoy it. Um, there's a little peek behind the curtain for you, listeners, of a little mm. work, all the work that goes into the, the podcast. How are you, John? I'm good, mate. Right? I'm good. You know, it's um,
1: Saturday morning. I've had a coffee. I haven't had a shower yet. Lovely. Um,
0: oh, stinky. Probably
1: hear, yeah, smelly, very smelly. Um, <laughs> probably hear Ella <laughs> screaming for. For no reason yeah. in the background, and you might hear that from time to time. But to be honest, we're going to be talking about World War One, so yeah. probably prevalent to hear lots of screaming, young mm. screaming. To be honest, um, but no, I'm I'm feeling good. I think this is going to be. I like to inject a little bit of humour, sarcasm, uh, punnery into these yeah. podcasts. I think that's going to yeah. be a bit of a slog in this one, to be honest. But we'll give it a well, go, right?
0: We'll give it a go. You know, we'll try. Because, uh, you know, if you haven't guessed from the title of the uh, podcast that you've just clicked on, um, I've always wondered why we try to, like, keep it a secret sometimes, John. You know, we did that with the How yeah, to Fuck series. Like, oh, what film? We talk about mm. they've clicked on the title. It's in the title. <laughs> We're, of course, covering All Quiet on the Western Front. Mm. Um, and I thought depressing film. Get John on board to talk about this, obviously. Um, well it was my definitely. idea to cover this this film it actually so. was it actually yeah. was your idea now if you're thinking oh, I haven't heard of this film that is because I I actually was just surprised that this, this thing just dropped mm. uh, on Netflix it's on Netflix right now you can go watch it um, stop what you're doing if you haven't watched it go watch it then come listen to yeah. this I was surprised because I away. hadn't seen pretty much any marketing for this film mm. right and when I started just a little bit of hearsay, you mentioned it, John. And then I was like, okay, people are saying this is really good. And I love a, a war epic. Like, I'm I'm a sucker for any of that. You know, Band of Brothers uh, is probably one of my favorite TV series of all time. If not, mm. it's in the top like three easily. It's fucking incredible, right? I love all, I love all historical, you know, modern history films right up my street. So... When you mentioned this, I was like, fuck, okay, yeah, all right, all right, let's go watch it, let's go watch it. And I didn't realise that this was, because it was such a long time ago, obviously, before our time, John, that this is a remake of a, something from the 1930s, the mm. original, All Quiet on the Western Front, which actually won an Oscar, John, yeah. for Best Picture. Yeah. So have you seen the original, out of interest? I haven't seen the original. Um, no, me neither, me neither. Which
1: is bad, actually. So, I mean, we're both mm. film students. Um, and I think in terms of, uh, so at the time it, it was, uh, like an amazing achievement. Um, but I think if, if we watched it now, as far as, as far as yeah. I can garner from feedback, the, mm-hmm. much like when you watch like, you know, Cagney and, and things like that in, in the, in the twenties, the thirties and the forties, the acting yeah. is fucking it's terrible isn't it like it's so it's it's of that (laughs) That time but it's yeah that craft the melodrama a long way yeah yeah yeah. it's um that there's a nuance in acting that people appreciate more you know de De niro at at a bar in goodfellas saying nothing just looking at the camera you're like wow that is that is excellent as opposed to someone giving some long-ranged dramatic speech you know it's just not real is it um so i haven't seen the original but i hear i hear good things maybe i will after this maybe i will
0: yeah yeah now this current remake uh and this is a question for you john how did you how did you watch this because i put it <laughs> on last night and obviously it's a it's a german film and I heard English. It was default set to English, right? Right. Like, like voice. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. They've done this, you know, sometimes these films will do this, like where they're actually German, but they're speaking English. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I, I watched like five minutes and I was like, this is fucking dubbed. I couldn't really <laughs> tell. I was sitting there just going, oh my God. And then I was like, quickly get. Skip- Get to the German version. Get to yeah. the German version, and mm. it was far better. I was like, "Oh my god, thank that!" Luckily, I didn't watch anymore. I hate dubbed films. I hate them. I just, I just can't do it. So, did you? I assume watch the German subs? No,
1: I, I always English subs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, watching German subs would be quite difficult. <laughs> um, I give it a go. You speak that that would German, be very so. authentic. Um yeah. No, I, I absolutely. Uh, any. Sorry. Any... <laughs> <laughs> Any foreign language
0: film, I will never ever watch the dub. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, some anime is okay dubbed. Some, and I, yeah, you know, and Spirited Away, like films like Spirited Away, uh, yeah. I think Ghibli's dubbing is fantastic. Obviously, they get like Christian Bale and fucking Liam Neeson doing their, you know, the dubs. So you get this unbelievable actors but I know, anyway but Pikachu I just sounds weird
1: when Bale's doing it
0: <laughs> Pika, <laughs> Pika, Pika B. I don't See? know where you, you said we couldn't have humour um, yeah yeah so there you go I knew podcasting. we'd find some
1: Pikachu yeah. voiced by Bale and Neeson banter in a yeah. World War 1 yeah. uh, mellow yeah. drama um, yeah I, I, I mean it's different with animated isn't it like I mean Yeah it, it doesn't really matter in that sense. Although actually, and this is the, the fuck honestly, some of the segues we go down, but I mean yesterday okay. I watched Go on. This is mental to say this as well. I, I needed a little bit of uh let's say light relief. Um uh-huh. and that's not masturbation by the way, I'm talking about like you know, <laughs> so I need I needed Ooh. something light after this very depressing film um and i i saw that <laughs> ash ketchum was trending yesterday
0: yeah have, you, have you heard this, about yeah. this i've heard about this yeah so yeah and you know what it filled my heart with joy you can tell the listeners because really it actually good. made it me really good after a die-hard twi- pokemon fan yeah happy. after 25 years of trying to be
1: the very best he won the world championship so there you go
0: he well yeah yeah he is the officially the best trainer in the world because not mm. only did he win the world championship he beat this is like the meeting of all of the best world trainers and he finally won yeah so he's the lineal champion. journey <laughs> correct he is the lineal champion yeah yeah um, and um, he did it with Pikachu nice so people slagging he Pikachu did beat, off beat, saying you know he's finished beat Charizard <laughs> beat Charizard yeah it's classic so there you go Um. anyway but yeah fucking hell how have we got onto this um <laughs> Back to reality and the harsh reality the harsh of realities. World War I. Yes. Yeah. where And this film just at the moment is sitting on 92% on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I do like to bring that up with films because I think it's a good barometer of where the critical consensus is. It's 92 critic and 90% audience, which mm. is quite good, obviously. Very good. Um, obviously, we don't work on a percentage scale. We work on something that is the blueberry scale. Yes. Of one to five can be no halves. John, what did you think about all, "All Quiet on the Western Front"? What would you give it, and your overall thoughts, please?
1: Um, okay, so a little bit of uh, pre-facing here. Um, I, you know, I don't like Rotten Tomatoes. I think the scoring is fairly weak, so it's like, yeah, you know, uh, uh, one rotten. Uh, sorry. One fresh rating from a critic can be anywhere from like over three out of five to five out of five. It's just it's the same yep. freshness. You don't get extra freshness. Um, yeah. So that's why right. I I think it's garbage. Right. Metacritic is yep. is is probably better for for something like that. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, but but on on the other thing, it's like so eight percent. So let's say there's 300 critics. So 1% would be free. Uh 24 <laughs> 23 something like that, Oh, right? fucking hell. Okay, yeah. so but but let's okay. just say out of 30 or oh, sorry out of 300 critics, let's say yeah. just under 30 yeah. think this is a bad film. I like, how Honestly, yeah, like it's uh, weird. It's you don't have to like go in there and go, yeah, bloody love war. This is going to be good, and then watch it and go, oh, this is really depressing. Actually, it's not. It's not very good about war, is it? Oh, I'm not. I'm. I don't like this film. <laughs> you know, you don't have to go in there and go, oh, do you know what? I'm going to rate this a bad film because I wasn't laughing throughout. Like, but you you must be able to watch this film, and and it must get you thinking about the. You know, the the absolute like pointlessness and helplessness yeah. of futility. Yeah, futility of, of war. You know, and, and these conflicts that we find ourselves in. And um you know, at the same time that this film finished, I, I jumped on to, to BBC News. That's where I saw the Ash Ketchum news, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. but the leading story on, on BBC News is about the Ukraine capturing, you know, one of the key yeah. cities, and it's like yeah. What's going on here? How can we you know as 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 a as a human race how can we sit and watch films like this and of course there are many many other texts that are not even necessarily just about World War 1 or World War 2 and go yeah do you know what let's let's just bomb each other and shoot each other and let's be yeah. a pawn in the game of you know single digit percentage leaders yeah, you know, I I know that's quite deep for, for a podcast, but very deep. It's Jesus. overly frustrating. And and as someone that very few subjects at school really got me doing homework, history was one of them. It's the only thing I mm. ever revised for, because that was the class where I wanted to score the highest. And all mm. we did was cover World War One and World War Two and the Civil Rights Movement yeah. and yada yada yada. Um a film like this, yes, when it ends, I'm like, that's extremely heavy. And in some ways, it's ruined my evening. But <laughs> you've still got to score it at Five blue, haven't you? You've got to. Yeah. You know, like much I, like yeah. I, I, I'm I, not going to be rushing back in the same way and not to be overly critical of, of 1917. You know, there, there is obviously aspects of that that are just so, like, far-fetched and, and silly. But... I still love it because it's it's that little bit of, like, you know, hope in such grim situations. There's no way mm. anyone's running across the battle lines to deliver a message, like, horizontally.
0: That's never happening.
1: A <laughs> um, little spoiler warning for 1917 mm. there. Mm. I also would have scored that a five bloob. But this is a five bloob in the way that, uh, like, a Schindler's List is, in that it's mm. very depressing. It's thought-provoking. Um, and you're not exactly going to be like, oh, c- can't wait to watch that again. Um, yeah, but it that's is literally
0: one of my notes here, John. I've written in my notes. I've I, I've written, I've written five blues as a spoiler warning for my score. But then I've also written, but would I watch it again? No. <laughs> yeah, no, I, <laughs> literally I'm, my note underneath that.
1: It's one of those that, uh, I mean, th- there must be like teachers, and again, I am not get constantly go back to education but I do, I do think it's important um i i made quite a ruthless comment uh whilst i was watching it I, I watched this with my wife uh and we were talking about the age of of them when they're signing up they're like 17 yeah. and stuff and it's like yeah. you know i not too far from where i live i won't say the exact details because i don't need any stalkers um you know, there, there, was a, there was a fight between kids and they were just letting off fireworks at one another. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people, man? Like, it's more on kids. You know, TikTok and yeah. all this shit. And it's like, we are so disconnected from, from where we were and how far we've come. And that sacrifice, and particularly watching this film yesterday on, on Armistice Remembrance Day, um, yeah, uh, you know it's it's pretty deep it's pretty deep we come from a generation where you know we're, we're one removed parent wise from you know your, your, the great war and, and world war ii so it's um i have to say I, there are a number of times during the film where i was like car this is you know quite impactful it does get you thinking and obviously a few hours passed i'm sitting there gorging on jelly beans watching fucking south park or something <laughs> um but you know i will uh i do go i do want to go and read the novel i i, I must say um mm. and, and one thing i i will end with because i realize it'd be going on for a while um i i it's nice to see a film from the german perspective the that's what I've written as well. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the uh, so the 1930 film, the TV series that was made, or the TV movie that was made in the 70s, were both uh, English American productions. Yeah. I think the TV film was was an English German production, but this is the first exclusively from a a German um, filmmaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and his. Uh, motivations for wanting to make it and how he felt about it uh, uh, were absolutely, you know, key to what makes this film as good as it is. So, so that, so that's me five bloop. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll end there.
0: Well, I'm gonna just say that, you know it's a five bloop for me. I mean, look, I watched this late yesterday. I put it. It's a long film, two and a half hours. I put it on at like ten thirty. With the intention of... (laughs) In my head, head, I was like, I'm never going to get through this. Um, I'll have to watch the second bit the next day, which I hate doing. Mm. But I got to a point where I was like, I can't turn this off. Because, like I said, I love modern history like you, John. It was one of my favourite subjects at school. I love reading about history. I love watching documentaries about history. uh, Especially Second World War history and events surrounding it i'm just fascinated by it but the great war is uh, you know i know i know a decent amount and i uh i actively search out informational gaps that i'm missing and stuff like this is very interesting to me because like you said it's from a german perspective now Mm. that already piques my interest because i don't think off the top of my head you see It's a tough one because the First World War is obviously different context behind the war, but it feels like you know if we saw a German perspective of the Second World War, I think that would be like a bit more like whoa, you know that's that's you know that's that's really interesting. Mm. But when I saw these these youngsters uh, at the start of this film, and this is the thing that got me about it, it's like how excited they were, Mm. how like the propaganda at the time like you think about the way information travelled during 1914 to 18 it's all radio um a couple of you know moving picture things but yeah. most of it's hearsay you have no reference point of what's going on so whatever your state or country is telling you you're like fucking this is this 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 sounds amazing we're going to go to paris we're going to do all this stuff yeah you know they fucking turn up and you just like you, you just trench warfare is uh, it's arguably some of the worst warfare that's ever been invented like the most futile you know because well that's it yeah it, it's literally they fought for four years and made like two miles of exchanged land mm. which is fucking insane I mean it just blows your fucking mind it's like what the fuck I mean, 17 million people died in World War One yeah that shit now, belongs to us now well okay <laughs> now when you watch this film from the uh, the perspective of these young kids enrolling for what they think is a great and honorable cause but they also just uh, you know they've drunk the kool-aid that the fucking government's fed them Mm -hmm. and then they get there and you see this descent into just fucking brutal anarchy and i've read a couple of reviews where they're like oh it's too much it wouldn't, it wasn't, I don't know much about war. I literally read a review <laughs> where it was like, where it was like, I know we know war is brutal, but was it that brutal? I was like, are you fucking serious? It's mm. probably like 50 times worse. Yeah. Like some of the stuff you see in this film, and especially for the first half, I thought they were quite tame. But by the second half, they're bringing out all of the shit that happened in the first world mm. war. Yeah. You got the introduction of tanks for the first time. You've got the flame units. You've got all this sort of stuff. Uh, and running across no man's land and people literally being fucking exploded into a thousand pieces. Mm. And you can't sit there and go, it's not brutal enough. Or or, sorry, it's too brutal, sorry, this film. Because for me, it just highlights... Could you imagine just the fear of Mm. these kids and what they had to go through? And not just the kids, but the the older people as well, the conscripted, you know, and... It's just mind blowing. And whenever I watch something like this, like you said with 1917, if it's on, I'd watch it again, you know, um, but I would never go, all right, lads, come over, let's fucking whack <laughs> on, you know, all quiet on the Western front. You yeah, know, yeah, fucking, we'll just be yeah. so depressed. Mm. But that doesn't stop it from being a masterfully created piece of cinema. Now, arguably, it, it drags in a few places. But you need those quiet, reflective moments because it wasn't obviously well clues in the title, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's just it's just such a eye opening film, especially if you don't really understand much about the Great War, and, you know. Uh, and to see it from that German perspective, I thought was very interesting. But it, you know, there's moments in it where you're like, just what? Why? Why are they doing this? You know, like. Uh, We'll talk about the general and stuff. We'll talk about uh, the peacemakers. We'll talk about the kids and we'll get into that in a minute. But I just wanted to say, I thought it was a fantastic film. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. It depressed me. I'd had bad dreams because of it, Um, (laughs) you know, and, you know, that's good that it makes makes people think. And uh, I hope people do a bit more research about uh, our history and uh, the terrible wars Mm. (laughs) that we are uh doomed to repeat it seems john doomed to repeat yes sad yeah um well i'll just do a little quick advert here all right listeners (laughs) just so you know um we've finished house of the dragon and if you listen to this you can tell it's a regular film review uh now we review loads of different films uh we also going to review some other hbo shows in the future like last of us which is now got a release date of january 15th i think So look out for that podcast that will be going live in the next few weeks Mm. with hopefully a preview of some sort, um, which we are going to sort out. We've uh, got 60 Minutes to Midnight coming back next week. Yeah. uh, Me, Gaz and John meet up probably once a month to discuss what we've been watching uh, and what you should be watching. We also discuss things like what's overrated, what's underrated and probably be, be some more Pokemon chat in there because why not? you know wouldn't, overrated wouldn't podcast war. about it
1: underrated ash Ketchum
0: pokemon yeah yeah good <laughs> <laughs> pikachu yeah don't underrate him wow. he'll fuck you up yeah yeah picka p uh, no that was bail was <laughs> pikachu again sorry um but yeah that's all i want to say just like subscribe share the podcast and stick around for all the awesome content we have coming and if you want to give us more money go to patreon.com forward slash fan critical uh, and on there you can become a member of uh, the fellowship of fan critical and basically that just means we get some money to help us run stuff doesn't mm. it john really yeah. yeah basically which is nice and it's lovely and we thank all our patrons not to this hoverboard yet support <laughs> yeah if you're not used to it yet. oh fuck <laughs> yeah we'll talk about There's that after money, but yeah well, i want to see that i want to see that should we jump into the plot of this film John? Now I don't think we should do the whole the whole plot. I think no, we should definitely not talk about our highlights because mm. it's a long film. Should we talk about the boys, the uh the youngsters that sign up yeah. to fight on the front? Mm. What, what what are your thoughts on the four main characters? Uh I uh,
1: given the <clears throat> limited screen time of them as a as a four being just kids. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I bought in maybe it's the foreign language thing I don't know because sometimes you can pick up on you know if they're all speaking English and it's like hey bro broski how's uh this oh, <laughs> fucking was a bit shit but uh, um yeah. they genuinely seem like they had good chemistry I I like I like them immediately yeah um I liked actually the 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 contrast Right at the beginning, obviously you've got this Heinrich, who yeah, poor fellow, he's he's going through the the mill, um, and then obviously he dies, and then they they switch over to the kids uh, uh, about to go to school or whatever. But it's that like it's the shot of the four of them all in like nice, prim uniform. They're in a stream mm. that is like no litter It is like the cleanest shot they look like they're living in like a theme park or something that contrast between that and this gutter trench warfare um i felt was was fairly deliberate um and then obviously you see them get swept up in the uh the nationalistic like bullshit propaganda that that gets fed to them and it's yeah, I uh I, I, you know, it's fairly you know straight off the bat, I'm looking at them going, right, okay, all four of these guys are dying. Um, maybe one will make it out. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's uh yeah, I really like the chemistry between them. Like I said, obviously watch it in German and not the because the first couple of lines of dialogue when it was dubbed, I was like, "Oh my god, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" <laughs> and then luckily, I put it to the the German and it, it, it all felt right. Mm. Um, I love, I say love, it's a strong word to use uh, with this sort of context. That they start with Heinrich, this kid, and it shows you, and this is a thing that I don't think people really realise about. First World War, Second World War, these mass conflicts. Mm. Um, just how regurgitated everything is and how you, you know, they they use the boots again. They use the uniform again. They use the gun again. They use the ammunition they find on the ground. They are stripping these soul Literally, as soon as you're dead, they they take your stuff off. And it's just seeing that coat and his sort of uniform Mm. go through that transition and then be given to Paul, I thought was a stunning sort of start that highlighted something that you don't really see or most people wouldn't really know. Do you know what I mean? That people are just fucking ripping all the belongings off these people, shipping them back, cleaning them up. And then poor, these poor kids who have been fed, spoon fed these lies. Um, You know, they're losing 40,000 soldiers a week. You know, they don't come from nowhere, these soldiers. You get 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds, people signing that they're older than they actually are, which I kind of got the impression these kids have done. Um Well, he fakes, his, an, fakes
1: in, his parents' he,
0: signature, doesn't he? That, that's right, the conscription papers. So it to see that journey, I thought was, you know, and it, it sort of bookended at the end of the film with the sort of scarf... Again, So it's just this idea of these things being passed on to the next generation of soldiers. And you'd think that would be years, but it's not. It's a week. You know what I mean? It's fucking, it's a churn. You're stuck in the churn of just death. And I thought that was really powerful. Um, And, you know, I thought, uh, you know, poor, is it Ludwig? He goes first, doesn't he? Get the glasses, kid. Is Is that what his name is, Ludwig? Ludwig? I think so. I think so. Uh um, stand him down as specs. Yeah. Ludwig Bem is his name, if you want his surname. Oh, yeah. Uh, he was terrified, bless him. He did yeah. not know what he was getting for at all. Fucking hell. It was just like you're dead. Um and then obviously, you know, war makes people, obviously. And Paul, uh, Franz and Albert uh sort of under the stewardship of this uh you know cat who's a bit more of a veteran soldier, mm. um, they sort of stick around. Uh, for 18 months, John, they survive on the front lines, uh, which is kind of remarkable. That's not to say they're in the trenches the whole time because they actually have a sort of base camp about two kilometres um, away from the trenches that they, they get some R&R and then they go back and they get some R&R, just like a, a lot of soldiers did back then. Yeah. Uh, but heard, survive um, in 18 months. Uh, that uh, makes actually, them. yeah, well, well,
1: funnily enough, um so in, in the novel, um so one kind of I say critique um of the film or of this film is that in the novel um yeah. they go in like nineteen fifteen or something. And the re- four and the, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and the reason they go earlier is that um is, is the idea that by nineteen seventeen um uh the propaganda, the blind nationalism, certainly with the youth, was was not as like clear cut because things like the Battle of the Somme mm. had, had happened and it was obvious yeah. that there were like thousands and thousands of people dying. And everyone was a little bit <laughs> yeah. like, oh, what's going on here? Um, what's going on here? So um I've heard that as a as a slight criticism. I don't think it hurts the the narrative, and to be honest, slightly more, you know, believable that, uh, that they would last 18 months rather than, you know, close to four years oh, or three years.
0: I would be interested to know how many soldiers lasted three to four years. It mm. would not be many. Mm. And I think there's several reasons for that. One, if you're wounded, you're taken off the front lines. Two, um... You know, I don't think, like I talked about R and R, like you, I don't think they'd let you serve four years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, don't, I just, I just can't see it. Yeah, um,
1: I, 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 don't know what the. Um, of course, it's look the the book is is uh, is is fiction written by someone that was in the trenches in World War One, so it's not. Yeah. So it's it's yeah. The set pieces are accounts and recreations of, of events rather than a specific. It's not a a biography, for example.
0: Mm. So what What I thought was interesting about the film is it, it sets up the them going to the, the front lines and then 18 months later, you're approaching, you're, th- you're a couple of days before the 11th of November mm. uh, and 11-11, you know, the armistice. And it's this crazy... Well, a week
1: before his birthday as well.
0: Yeah, it's this crazy sequence where you've got Um, German Democrats trying to pursue peace uh, with French, English and Americans. Uh, And then you've also got this tyrannical military leader who's pushing for as much bloodshed and carnage as possible Mm. because he believes that's the only thing that has honour. So you've got some of the most intense fighting um, on the front lines moments before the armistice yeah and it's this journey of of these these boys during this you know final push to try and (laughs) you know not in their eyes but get some honor for the germans or whatever and it just it's just it's just brilliant Mm. I i just i mean brilliant in a horrible way did you i mean the second it's the second half of the film basically i thought it really ratcheted up and and took it to a to a level that I, I didn't see it really going there in the first half. I was like, oh, it's just meandering a bit, and then it went fucking mental. You yeah.
1: know, I see. I don't mind the uh those parts. Uh, the the film begins rather bizarrely with a an incredible like uh shot of the what looked like fjords, but obviously they're they're you know they're not in Scandinavia or whatever, but you know that that shot of the the trees and then you've got the the fox mm. and the cubs and stuff that kind of
0: yeah that great quiet shot.
1: that quiet before the the storm and and that's kind of littered throughout the film where there's uh, well uh, I guess when I when I was watching it every time there was nothing happening as a viewer I'm sitting there waiting for for something to happen on edge yeah mm. and I like that because I'd imagine that's exactly what it felt like as a soldier in those moments. You kind of get you get to that point with them where they're obviously sitting there, they steal a goose from a farmer and stuff, and they're sitting there having a bit of banter, and you can see that they're so like battle worn that they actually just get comfortable with it and they do find times to um uh what's the word I'm looking for? not whatever <laughs> yeah. the word is like they they, they they find time to just go do you know what you know
0: it is what it is let's be normal let's be normal let's, be normal. Yeah, let's, like it's... let's have a chat and let's let's, let's reminisce banter. And eat yeah. food yeah. yeah banter banter yeah. on the front lines mm. um yeah no i like the quiet moments so arguably more than some of the battle moments but it's because they produce that tension um but once it you know, once they make the attack on the trenches, and then you you kind of sitting there thinking, "Oh, that was," you know, "Yeah, they they've taken the trench." And then you see the tanks come in. You're like, "Oh, fucking but hell!" But that, like, see, Yeah, yeah, I mean, that shot is, uh, I mean, it's
1: incredible. Um, it is. E- even like the look of the tanks as well. It's like fairly spot on. Yeah, it's
0: authentic. It's yeah. authentic. Yeah, um, totally.
1: That bit where the tank's rolling over the trench, as I think it's oh my God. Uh, Albert, where he's lying yes. there screaming. screaming. That looks terrifying.
0: the The yeah. weight and of he,
1: the it, tank pushing down on the mud of the trench. It looks like the whole thing is going to collapse.
0: Well, it just rolls over someone at some point. I was like, Jesus yeah. Christ! This yeah. is, you know look, that that's must that's have. Happened.
1: Yeah, that must have felt like. You know, you're a 17, 18 year old kid at this point. It must have felt like fighting in some sort of like alien warfare. You know, World War One was the first, yeah. You know, tank based, yeah. and particularly from the yeah. German side. Little history lesson for you there. The Germans didn't have they like they weren't they weren't uh, uh, manufacturing tanks. They they were reactive to it after seeing them in battle used by by the British and the French. So imagine yeah. being a kid that's never even heard of a tank, and you see this yeah. big fucking, you know, metal robot just coming towards you, crushing everything. That's just invincible. Must have been. But you see them just terrifying. shooting these bullets, yeah,
0: just pointlessly. Yeah. They're just fucking unloading thousands of bullets against these tanks. Like, mm. guys, come! What the fuck are you doing? This is act. Just run, run for your fucking lives. Um, poor Albert gets fucking. Flamethrower to death, that's a bad way to go. That is really uh, bad.
1: And and that kind of... uh He's so short from the water as well. I mean, it wouldn't have done any good anyway, but it's like... No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck no. But he's also like... It's the, the brutality of war and, you know, he he like surrenders. He's like, you know, please, I surrender. No. Unfortunately, um, there was not many <laughs> prisoners taken... At that time, Wow. Well, um, yeah. it's <clears throat> fucking hell, like just absolutely brutal, so poor Albert gets it, Franz disappears, you never see him again, um the token that he carries around is this scarf of this girl that he got with during uh, one of their r and r sessions, and um that scarf becomes quite important later on. But it's interesting. The film sort of goes away. I thought this was was really interesting. The film goes away from a relationship between the four boys and goes into a relationship between Paul and Kat, Mm. like their sort of dynamic, which I really liked. It was like, you know, this sort of, they seem like best mates. Yeah. And that was the dynamic in the film that really had me hooked. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I really like Kat. of. Obviously, you like Cat, everyone likes Cat. he's a yeah, fucking legend.
1: He's a great character, um, and he's obviously a little bit older. Um, and he talks about being a, you know, from a, a kid's perspective. If if you're with this guy, and it's like he's a veteran, a veteran. I mean, he's got a tash, so he must be a veteran. He's been there a while.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. He's, he's got probably a wife. twenty-one or something. Yeah, yeah. He's got a <laughs> wife
1: and and a child who we we find out is has has died. Um, yeah, that was tough. But then you know, there's that the reality of war is <laughs> he's not a professional killing machine. He's he's a no. cobbler that can't read. So it's like, yeah, it's it's so grim. But the but that was the reality at the time. In terms of uh, him as a character, he's brilliant. I I think mm. very difficult to watch this film and not look at him as like, you know, okay. I mean, Paul does a cracking job, but, you know, Kat is probably most people's favourite character if they watch this film.
0: and, you know, they they survive that sort of retreat. They get back to base. The armistice is on the brink of being, you know, signed um, on the evening of the 10th of November, and they agree that the armistice will take place on the 11th hour of the 11th day. Uh, Obviously, the German soldiers sort of rejoice uh, everyone rejoices because like, thank fuck for that jesus oh, christ like, yeah, can they we must just be hanging home? the next day oh my god yeah but um and this is the kind of thing that always gets me in these sorts of stories is the innocuousness of some ways that you can die mm. during war do you know what i mean yeah like it happened in Banner Brothers, like, like and these are true stories. In Banner Brothers, you know, they're they're basically recounting stories of how some of these people died when like victory had already been achieved. Mm. Do you know what I mean? People yeah. just dying at fucking base and stuff. You're like, oh my god, you've you've survived through like f- f- two years of hell, mm. and then you just died to the most stu- like a car accident and stuff yeah. like that. You're like, what the fuck? And um, the way that cat goes. I was like, oh, he's fucking... Stop stealing from this fucking farmer. Mm. You know what I mean? Can you stop doing that, please? Yeah. And they act like they can just do it. And it really annoyed me. It was like, look, these guys will fucking shoot you. You're an invader on their fucking land. Like, stop doing it. Um, but, but, it but, but, but once you were shot in the gut,
1: yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a bad shot. Um. But that But that is... Y- y- you think about how they would ever go back to normal society after after that.
0: Mm. Mm. And,
1: you know, let's be honest, going back to a Germany that uh was, was about to go into the Great Depression anyway. I mean it's like, well, fucking hell. You are only you're only yeah. gonna end up either fighting again in a war at an older age. Um, oh, God, yeah. So look, probably better off just going in, in France.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it 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 was sad because the whole way through the film, I was sat there going, "One one of the guys has to make it through the film." Like I, I just I just felt like it was going to be Cat, and then when he died, I was like, oh, "Fuck's sake!" And then then I was like, "Oh, it's okay. Paul's going to make it through," you know. Mm-hmm. I was like, "You know, Paul's going to make it through," but then obviously the mad general decides that until the eleventh, how you know, eleven. 11 o'clock. Um, until that point, even if there's 15 minutes left, we're going to go and fucking storm that trench and we're going to get a great one last victory in. We've all had managers. And like that. oh my that's God. Like, I imagine that's you're, that's like you, John. That's what and I imagine You're either. like, come on. <laughs> oh man. Could you imagine? Like, you've just been told you're going home. Uh, and then he's like, nah, 20 minutes left. Go on. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, if you finish don't do it, you get general. shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, man, I just, the way that Paul dies, man, like just, I was so annoyed. Oh, it really annoyed me. But it was just, once again, one of those things where it's just kind of like, yeah, that's about right. Does it, you can just go anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like moments before literally probably 30 seconds before the fucking 11 o'clock ceasefire and what's mad about it is that is you know what happened they were fucking just at each other's throats killing each other like literally you'd be drowning someone in the mud and then they'd be like that's 11 o'clock done Mm. that's fucking bonkers Yes, do you know what I mean? That is absolutely
1: mad. Yeah, I mean, there was no, there was no mad general asking people to like storm over the thing <laughs> just at, no. quarter, at fifteen minutes or quarter to eleven. That didn't happen. But, no. No. um, but look, I mean, but you know, World War One was famously the 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 war where they just you know stopped fighting at Christmas and play football. So it's like, yeah, that. But that that's was the nice. thing. That's that like soccer, soccer. Yeah, soccer. Yeah, they didn't go. Well, let's play football and start putting on some NFL gear. Like that's you know that would be madness.
0: <laughs> Blue sixty three, <laughs> red <grade> sixty five.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, um, I. I uh, so there is a, a couple of things that we we've not covered, but I, I just want to get your opinion on. So uh, so Jaden. Go on. So with the silent T. Uh, he to takes Jarden, own, Yeah. Yeah. He takes his own life with a fork. How brutal was that?
0: Yep. Hated it. I hated it because it was just like, just depressing again. This is what I'm talking about. I was just sitting there going, come on, man. You've been through all this shit. I know you've got a fucked up eye, Your vision's fucked. Your leg's fucked. I was like, but you you could live. You're going to live, bro.
1: No, but it's not living to him though, is it? He's like, I'm... I know,
0: know." but it's just depressing, John. I was sitting there. Yeah. So it was very good as a moment in the film, but it hurt my soul. What about the guy that then just
1: takes his soup? Doesn't even ask.
0: Well, I—I tell you what, they should have shot I'll tell you him. What, then, honestly? I—if I was Paul, I thought he was. I thought he, I was going to. He should get up and just strangle him, fucking beat him to a pulp, because I was—I was annoyed about that. Okay. Yeah. So, don't you ever steal my soup, John? Because no. I fucking. you know what happened to you now.
1: Yeah. yeah. No. Look, I'd imagine in that situation, I'm cat. Um. To be honest, you would probably be Jaden. You'd be the one lying there. Going, oh, I can't live like I this. I've forked
0: myself to death. Yeah, because Gaz would have to be poor, wouldn't he? Oh my God, are you telling me Gaz is making it? Are you telling me Gaz is making it through a war? A very nippy. Than I am? He's very quick. He's very quick. He's not anymore, John. He's lost so much pace. No, back and in nineteen eighteen,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's do you know Gaz, bless him, little Sir Gareth, Trusty Squire Gareth, is is picked up so many injuries. <laughs> now that he's he's a shambles of a human oh, or being. maybe he's jaden i call him though. Paperboy.
1: he's like oh, yeah, i can only run seven second hundred
0: meters that's
1: still pretty quick mate <laughs> why, why have you killed yourself why have you done Don't that kill yourself
0: yeah. come on yeah
1: lucy gobbling up the soup no look <laughs> you know technically that's ours me and Lem are gonna half that um
0: yeah. emma just watching so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that that's brutal <laughs> Um, We've also not mentioned a little bit of uh, A-lister sprinkled
0: on this film, Daniel Brawl. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was underused. Um, Yeah. When when you get someone of that, like, screen presence, I felt like he was in probably three scenes, four Mm. scenes, the negotiation scenes. I felt he would have been better served on the front lines as a potential soldier companion whatever he could have played jaden or he could have played cat i mean cat was fantastic i'm not saying that but you're fucking daniel bro there come on like- yeah but so the the but the
1: guy that he's playing is you know he's he's a, he's massive in terms of that um signing of of the yeah. the armistice that then obviously you know, eight or nine months later i forget is the the treaty of versailles um so i, I get that they wanted a big actor in that role, but no, I I, I agree. It might have been a uh, it might have been a choice to not use him too much because it's better to not have like. I mean, look, they might be uh, fairly famous faces in uh, in German TV and film, but obviously to us, it's mm. they're not right. Yeah, um,
0: they're not. Yeah i tell you one thing I would like to bring up just before we move on to a little bit of feedback, actually, John, um, is I thought the film did an excellent job uh, contrasting the life of a soldier versus the generals and the people doing the negotiations. You know, they're scoffing their faces with the most unbelievable looking charcuterie boards <laughs> and fucking like fruit and, you know. The general, who's an absolute fucking prick, is throwing his steak to the dog and shit like that. And I, mm. the Great Dane, and I yep. was like, "Oh, Great Dane, yep. I've got a Great Dane, obviously." Um, I do not throw my Great Dane steak. Uh, <laughs> no, she chop does it up. get some though. I do chop <laughs> it up for her yeah. a little bit. Um, but I thought they did a fantastic job just contrasting the people making the decisions and the actual people on the front lines and how they didn't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? I, I just thought that was. Beautifully uh, told for the film. It, it they are happening.
1: they are pawns on a chessboard, and it's like if you lose if you lose the game, then so what? You just play another game. There's more pieces. Um, yeah, that, but that that is the you know that is the pointlessness of of war. And anyone that's listening, that's thinking about going to fight for a cause, you know, don't actually just you know stay at home. You know, do a bit of gardening or something you know
0: listen to more of our podcasts
1: listen to more of our podcasts me.
0: actually so you know yeah yeah safer that's that's it's much safer um although you will be offended at certain times probably by you John <laughs> or something so yeah. in a way there is offense happening well um,
1: but if you're offended enough to go right I'm switching this podcast off and going to fight in a war then more
0: for you yeah <laughs> uh well, I, you know, I think we'll wrap up the discussion on the plot there. I mean look, it's, we could talk hours about it because it's it's a long film and the intricacies and the historical references and stuff. but I just think it was a fantastic, horrible, brutal uh, journey for two and a half hours that okay. left me contemplating how lucky I am yeah. um, to live at the time I do now and it, although the world is you know quite a depressing place at the moment. I do, I do believe that we're in a much better state as human beings oh, yeah. <laughs> than you know what I mean. Like the opportunities are there for people now, and just some of the stuff these guys had to live through. I mean, fuck, it just makes you think, right? It just makes you think.
1: Yeah, um, and we've not, we've not covered it as a, as a scene, and it's kind of for me like, well, well, actually, there's, there's two things. The, the first thing I'll cover very quickly that, that last yep. shot of him after he gets um stabbed with the bayonet and he's lying yeah. there and you've got the silhouette of him contrast with the staircase and the light coming in. I yeah. almost felt like Loved it. Yeah, I mean it's just a beautiful shot. Um and it felt like that could have been where they just left it. Like him just like bleeding out in just a ditch in a trench. Mm. Where no one can even see it happening he but obviously they decide f- for him to then climb the stairs and then sit down and then die in the light fine um but the but the i guess the the scene that sticks with me the most is is the one where you know he stabs the French soldier um yeah. and, and then he he's bleeding out he's coughing up blood uh he then stuffs his mouth with like mud to mud. silence him gross. Sits there and just watches him. That the the sound mixing there, ah, yeah. just uh, it's, the it's gargling and the, it's the best yeah. and the worst scene in the film. And I genuinely, uh, I found it so difficult to watch. One of those where it's kind of like you, you just want the scene to end. I was kind of looking away at points, but and you can still hear that gargling. He then obviously goes over, um and uh, gets a tissue out for some reason. It's like, this guy's dead, mate. You have stabbed yeah. him about seven times. You have stabbed him. And you tried to choke times, him on his yeah. own blood as well. Um, but yeah, that's, that is brutal. And uh, it, the other thing is apparently in the novel, it's a little less. So it, it, obviously in the film, he, he takes the, uh, he takes his ID and, and says to the guy that he's going to go find his wife. Um, and then later on, he loses that and he's like, right, okay, he feels gutted that he, he now can't do it. Apparently in the book, uh, he just forgets about it straight away. He's like, he says he'll do it, but the reality is he knows he's never going to go and do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is a well, bit it's more one of those
0: things Cold to make him feel better. Yeah. To make himself feel better, he probably says that, you know what I mean? Fucking hell, you've got to pump yourself up any way you can in these situations. Jesus. Um, We had some feedback, actually, from one of our lovely Patreons, Beth. Oh, yeah. Uh, Panica- one of our fantastic supporters, of course. Yes. At the Discio. Mm. um She has said this, uh, and she emailed this to us just before we decided we were going to cover this. Oh, yeah. She says, Hi, fan critical people. Settle something for me. Uh, my husband says All Quiet on the Western Front is the greatest war movie ever. I think 1917 is better. However, if the intention was to show it for uh, for how horrific it is, Mission accomplished. I now have PTSD from it. I still say, though, 1917 is the best. I want to know what you guys think. Don't let my uh, blueberry overlord status influence your vote. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So she's written here in order, well, not in order, but some films that she thinks. Dunkirk, 1917, then potentially All Quiet on the Western Front, then Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Then Home Alone 2 then home alone 2 Then ghostbusters 2. <laughs> no. Um what would you say John is your favorite ever war film? Um
1: I mean I I, I was going to say this at the beginning of the pod actually. I I it's very it's almost impossible because when you're scoring films like uh, I'm sure there are war films that have been fairly tragic where I've given four bloobs and then I go back and go hold on didn't I give like dead like deadpool 2 four bloobs? I'm like That's, they're not yeah. comparable films they're not well, comparable much like uh like good documentaries and things like that you kind of score them in a different way I think um so so Dunkirk 1917 and uh All Quiet on the Western Front and, and, one. and, and All Quiet. again so I mean Inglorious Bastards, I would say, is the weakest of of the four.
0: Yeah, um, well, I wouldn't say it's a war film. I know it is a war film, but I would say it's not a war film. It's a Tarantino film. I don't know how to really put it, it in a genre. Yeah, ta- like, well, you know? yeah, I mean, it's.
1: Um, uh, I would say they're all five bloop. Inglorious Bastards probably isn't actually, but um, yeah. Depends what you're trying to achieve. Like, like when you watch a, a text like that, do you want to watch a film for pure enjoyment? And oh yeah, I'd recommend everyone watch that. I I would say I'd recommend everyone watch all three of those. Nineteen Seventeen, I think, gives me more of a
0: chill. It gives me more of a chill down my spine when I watch Nineteen Seventeen. Yes. Like I th- I think it uh, has uh, the a couple more... of moments in that film. Where i'm like fucking like i'm so attached mm. to the characters yeah you know yeah um that i'm just i'm just i just love it um dunkirk being british just makes me cry my eyes out every time <laughs> at the end yeah
1: um oh it's doing its job isn't it you know it, 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 oh
0: you know and nolan's way of telling the story from different perspectives there really works and i really enjoyed dunkirk i mean a couple of that aren't on the list there i mean saving private ryan is an is a film that i will watch over and over and over again like it doesn't matter you know whenever that's on i will watch that again um fantastic performances and obviously that is the production mind but behind band of brothers and if no one has watched band of brothers and there's so many people that haven't watched band of brothers it's basically saving private ryan in on hbo <laughs> and has 10 episodes and uh, it's just incredible. And it's true, true documentation in a way. Obviously, it's, you know, realised, but it's actually re- recounting actual stories and events. Um, so if you haven't seen Band of Brothers, uh, Beth, I implore you to go watch Band of Brothers. Yes. It is just beautiful. Uh, beautiful and terrific. But there's some lovely character moments in that as well. Like you get to spend so much time with some of the characters. And it and it and it really benefits from that, you know. Mm. I I would say, I
1: even though I would give all all three of those films a five bloob, If I if I was ever putting together like my top ten like favorite films, I don't think I'd ever yeah. have war films in there. Um, no, tough one, isn't it? I just think it's. Depends what you want to get out of it, but I, but it's and it's very tough to you know, to try and place them in terms of what's you know what's the number one, but but I I think they all serve a, a slightly different purpose, but but if I if I was I I recommend I recommend it on two fronts. One because it's about World War One, and quite a lot of aside from um 1917, quite a lot of the war films that are covered are about World War Two. Maybe because it's easier to paint that Nazi kind of war machine as this big evil, evil, um, yeah, and it wasn't quite like that in in World War One. Um, yeah, I, 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 I look, I I don't know is the answer, Beth. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter how sorry, many sorry, Beth. You know, blue you we dish out, um, and how much blueberry mastery you have via patreon i can't give you an answer
0: <laughs> yeah well sorry beth but i hope uh, we've given you some suggestions that weren't on your list um like i said check out band of brothers it's incredible um right john let's wrap it up let's wrap it up there because we've had a good little discussion on it it's good to be back podcasting and i'm gonna see you next week anyway mate because we're doing 60 minutes to midnight maybe yes can you go and get yourself uh, a new bottle of scotch a well, ge- a John, German bottle, maybe. I'm, s- I'm still on a fitness challenge for two more weeks. Well, you're not allowed to? I'm not allowed. Uh, you can't have a I glass drunk drunk of scotch. booze. I haven't drunk booze in seven weeks. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm fucking smashing it, bro. And I I well, can you're not smashing it. deliver, <laughs> well, yeah, I can deliver still very good analysis of what I've been watching. Well, without not based whiskey. on that last However, sentence. I do agree. Jesus. Yeah. I do agree whiskey does help. <laughs> Yeah, just a glass <laughs> of swatch. Uh, we'll see how we go. We'll, we'll see, see how, how we go. go. We'll see how we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, mate. All Thank right, mate. You for that. Uh, very insightful, very deep from you for a change, which concerns me. Well, Something happened. No, uh, no, well,
1: nothing's very happened. Deep. It's just I, you know, p- people think I'm negative when I talk about, you know, House of the Dragon not being as good as I want it to be and blah, blah, blah. Um But no, it's because I expect a little bit more. Um, And when something like this comes up, uh, a German film, uh, a German perspective of German events, Mm. I'm respectful Mm. of of that approach. And, um, you know, uh, as I've said before, history is written by the victors. Sometimes it's nice to see that there are humans on the other side. So when I see something that resonates with me, I'm like, yeah, do you know what? Brilliant. Brilliant. So I, I, re- I respect the, the context of the film by coming
0: prepared to talk from the heart. Well said, uh, Bronze John, well said. Uh, and thank you, dear listeners, for listening to us discuss this depressing film. But we hope we gave it a bit of levity and also gave you some lovely critical analysis too. All right, John, I'll catch you next week, mate. And right. I'll catch you next week too, dear listener.
1: Yes. Bye. Bye.